eyes are the windows to the soul, or so the saying goes. You won't find that in the Bible, though. It's more accurate to say the eyes are a window to the heart. And starting with Eve, what we see and set our hearts on can captivate us. Welcome to First 15 Podcasts, brought to you by Word of Prayer. I'm Ron, and I'm your guide on this journey. Welcome to our new listeners. We practice reading the Bible as we listen to God speak to us, meditating on the Word, and then using the Scripture to pray to God. We take God's Word and turn it into prayer. Subscribe or follow the podcast if you haven't already. We've had a break for a few months, so thanks to our regular listeners for tuning in again. In Season 5, we've been praying through Bible story or narrative. From the beginning of our podcast, we've demonstrated how you can use any scripture to meditate and pray to God. If you're new to our podcast or you just want a refresher, I suggest you go to the very first episode where we demonstrate this with Psalm 1. In this season, we're paying close attention to the unfolding story of the Bible, starting with creation, a garden, and the goodness of God. We talked about Abraham, Moses, and Joshua, as well as Eve, Hagar, and Sarah. What we see with our eyes and what we set our hearts on is very important in the story of our lives and in the Bible as well. So today we're going to listen to what follows the book of Joshua, and we're going to turn to the seventh book of the Bible called Judges. We're focusing on part of chapter 2, specifically verses 6 through 23. Now, let's move into the first part of our four-part exercise in listening and praying to the Scripture. Let's listen to Judges 2, verses 6 through 23. Now, when Joshua had sent the people away, the children of Israel each went to his inheritance to possess the land. The people served Yahweh all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua, who had seen all the great work of Yahweh that he had done for Israel. Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of Yahweh, died, being 110 years old. They buried him in the border of his inheritance in Timnath-Heres, in the hill country of Ephraim, on the north of the mountain of Gaash. After all that generation were gathered to their fathers, another generation arose after them who didn't know Yahweh, nor the work which he had done for Israel. The children of Israel did what was evil in Yahweh's eyes and served the Baals. They abandoned Yahweh, the God of their fathers, who brought them out of the land of Egypt and followed other gods, of the gods of the peoples who were around them and bowed themselves down to them, and they provoked Yahweh to anger. They abandoned Yahweh and served Baal and the Ashtaroth. Yahweh's anger burned against Israel, and he delivered them into the hands of raiders who plundered them. He sold them into the hands of their enemies all around, so that they could no longer stand before their enemies. Wherever they went out, Yahweh's hand was against them for evil. As Yahweh had spoken, and as Yahweh had sworn to them, and they were very distressed. Yahweh raised up judges who saved them out of the hand of those who plundered them. Yet they didn't listen to their judges, 
for they prostituted themselves to other gods and bowed themselves down to them. They quickly turned away from the way in which their fathers walked, obeying Yahweh's commandments. They didn't do so. When Yahweh raised up judges for them, then Yahweh was with the judge and saved them out of the hand of their enemies all the days of the judge, for their groaning because of those who oppressed them and troubled them grieved Yahweh. Yet when the judge was dead, they turned back and behaved more corruptly than their fathers in following other gods to serve them and to bow down to them. They didn't cease what they were doing or give up their stubborn ways. Yahweh's anger burned against Israel, and he said, Because this nation transgressed my covenant, which I commanded their fathers, and has not listened to my voice, I also will no longer drive out any of the nations that Joshua left when he died before them, so that by them I may test Israel, to see if they will keep Yahweh's way to walk in it, as their fathers kept it, or not. So Yahweh left those nations. Without driving them out quickly, he didn't deliver them into Joshua's hand. The book of Judges begins recording Joshua dies and also fighting, as it tells us about Judah going out against the Canaanites. In chapter 1, Israel only sees a very partial success in defeating their enemies, the Canaanites. In fact, many places, and it goes tribe through tribe through this, many places still have Canaanites, Amorites, and others living in the land that God promised the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In Judges chapter 2, just before the portion that we just heard, Yahweh's angel goes from Gilgal to Bochim and tells the people, you have not listened. And so we have the reading that we just heard today that follows after that. I chose chapter 2 because it gives us the basic plot of the entire book of Judges. The people of Israel serve God. And then they fall away and go after other gods or forget God's goodness. He sends raiders or invaders to humble his people. They cry out to him in repentance and ask for help. And he sends them a leader or a judge to deliver them. The judges in this book are not wearing long black robes or presiding in a court of law. Instead, they're supposed to implement God's law to judge righteously and lead the people in what is right, just like Moses had done when the people had a particularly difficult case based on the law of Moses. They would bring it before the judge to give them the interpretation, the reading of what God's will was and how the law should be applied. But the people of Israel fail in an epic way. Some of the judges that follow in the book are named like Othniel and Ehud and Deborah, and Barak, and people like Gideon that you might have heard of, and then his son Abimelech, and another judge named Jephthah, and a pretty famous judge that even people who haven't read the Bible much might, might have heard about, Samson. What we get is basically the same story that we just heard from the scripture, from chapter 2. It's just the characters have different names. The details of the story get a little darker and actually more horrific as we go further into the book of Judges. But the basic plot doesn't really change. 
And so Judges chapter 2 gives us a pattern, a pattern that in a pretty familiar way by the end of the book gets repeated over and over in a sickening way, really. One example of that is the Judge Samson. And there's a portion of the story about Samson, particularly early on, right after uh, we're told about Samson's birth and then how he asks his parents to get him a wife from among the Philistines, a people bordering Israel, but they are not of the people of Israel. They're not people of the covenant. And in Judges chapter 14, verse 3, Samson is talking about this Philistine woman in the town called Timnah. And it says that he saw her. It repeats that that word twice in verse 1 and 2. And he wants his parents to take her for him. And that really brings up the language again about Eve's original temptation where she saw the fruit and she took it and then she decided to eat it. And this wording continues in some of the other stories that we've already heard about, like in Hagar's story. In Judges chapter 14, verse 3, Samson says to his parents, when they challenge him, like, aren't there any women, any decent, you know, women for you from among the people of Israel? And his reply to them is, she's right in my eyes. She's the right one for me in my eyes. It says literally now your translation, if you've got a different version of the Bible, may not you know, bring that out from the Hebrew. But that's exactly what it says. She's right in my eyes. This is not a new feature of the story that we've heard before in the Bible. When the people were in the wilderness in the days of Moses, they sent some scouts up out of the wilderness to scope out the land of Canaan in the book of Numbers. In fact, toward the end of chapter 13, after exploring the land, two of the 12 spies come back, and these two are Joshua and Caleb, they bring back a pretty favorable report and say, let's take the land. We can do it. But 10 of the spies came back and they confirmed, yes, the land's good, but their conclusion is we can't do it. The people there are giants. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes compared to them. And so looking at the situation through their own eyes, they don't think they can accomplish this thing. They're not looking at God. They're not thinking about what God can do in what's right in his eyes. So the same pattern gets repeated in Judges over and over. And the final verse of the book of Judges is this. Judges 21 verse 25. In those days, there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in their own eyes. Let's turn now and pray to God using this scripture. God, you gave your people land and time to learn how to serve you in it, to obey and live by your law. Instead, they refused to follow you. They sought evil and they received what they desired. Everyone did what was right in their own eyes, rejecting you as king and trying to rule their lives in your place. God, it ended in disaster every time. You rescued your people. You raised up leaders for them, and they always turned away in the end. God, 
my own patterns of sin and disobedience, my own tendency to do what is right in my own eyes, always ends up with my undoing. Forgive me and restore true sight to my eyes. Strengthen me to do what is right in your eyes, to honor you as king of my life and to rule as you intended. You are the God who saves and delivers us. You keep your promises and give us good things, land and wealth and blessings. You give us many opportunities to serve you and to turn and do what is right. Right now, God, we turn our hearts to you before it's too late. Help us to live your story and not repeat the sorry tale of sin and death in our own lives. In Jesus' name, amen. The story of Israel in the time of the judges is a dark chapter in the larger story of God. It's a prophetic word of warning to us, in fact. If we don't make the right judgment, if we try to live as the ones calling the shots, doing what's right in our own eyes, not having a king over us, especially the only rightful king, God, to rule over our lives, we're going to end up blind like Samson did. We're going to end up ravaged like the land of Israel did at the hand of foreign raiders. We're going to end up enslaved like the people. I don't want to see the patterns played out over and over again in my own life like I read in the book of Judges. It just gets darker. These are not good Bible stories to share or read to young children, especially the last few chapters of the book of Judges. They are warning tales. They're cautionary tales to us so that we don't have to repeat it over and over. And so the patterns of sin, the patterns of addiction, the patterns of bad habits that we do not address that we just allow to keep repeating themselves are ultimately going to result in our undoing. And that's, to me, what the book of Judges is about. And one of the ways that it functions in the larger story of the Bible for us. Now, we're going to follow up in future episodes talking about how God gives Israel a king and what ultimately happens in their story and how God sends his own son, to be king over his people as his final gift to us. And that's something for us to look forward to. Let me hear from you with a note about how you're being helped or impacted by this podcast. You can find us at wordofprayer.com. That's with dashes. Uh, we have ways there where you can get in touch with us. You can also find us on Facebook at Word of Prayer 15 we have Instagram channel and also Twitter as well. So you can support our podcast by checking out our books on Amazon. Look up Ron Oltman's or Angela Oltman's. You can also browse our Etsy store with products inspired by these episodes. For links to these, check out our show notes in the program description. Or you can go to wordofprayer.com. Seek the light and choose to do right in God's eyes today blessings.